I hope you all had a really nice Christmas. It feels kind of surreal that it was yesterday. I think whenever Christmas Eve is on a Friday and it's on a weekend, it feels like the weekend's always just like, ha, ah, and here we are. And, and so we were talking this past month before we, before we agreed to do this that, that we were going to have the examen service be as, as a time to look back. And there's some really rich examples. If you want to go down like a rabbit trail of how many ways you can practice your faith through the, the spiritual practices of examen and reflection, there's so many resources. And I know I kind of bombed everybody with a lot today. But first of all, there's this one. It's a little, it's a little prayer journal. Some of you, I folded it for you. And some of I said, here you go, take your sheet. But, <laughs> but you go like this, you, you fold it. Um, this was online, and it gives the credits on the back of where this comes from. This comes from Loyola Press, which is because the examen prayer comes from St. Ignatius of Loyola. And so that's where we have Loyola University. It's a Jesuit school. Jesuit just means Jesus follower. Um, so it's pretty simple. It's where we, where we have this practice that came from around the 15th, 16th century. Um, so this is like one thing we printed. There's also a card that's printed with the examen. It's, um, can I see yours down a second? No, oh, the other one. No, oh, the other one. Maybe Andrew didn't give it to you. No, okay. There's another, there's another one in the back on your way out. You can have that one. That one's one you can put on your fridge. So there's lots of things that I'm hoping that we can bring with us and will just enrich our, our faith and enrich how we follow Christ together. So that's for you to take home today. And as we start the service today, we are going to start in just an attitude of prayer following the Acts model. And so today there's no PowerPoint. We're going to be using good old-fashioned paper. And you should have a clipboard and a pen. But today we are just going to start out with the Acts model, which is adore, confess, think, and supplicate, which means to ask. And as I start today, first of all, I want to read from Psalm 139. And as Psalm 139 begins, it says, first of all, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. And so as we start today, we just want to be reminded that when we allow the reality of, of the God who knows and sees to, to truly search us, that is kind of what a test is. And, and when you think of this word examine, it has the word examine it. How many of you love exams? How many of you say, give me more tests? I need more tests. I, I don't get enough of them. I have no hands. Oh, Andrew's raising his hand. Okay, we have like two studious children back there. Bella's like 50-50, Andrew's all in. He says, give me the test. Well, you two are the rarities because nobody in this world seems to like tests very much. And a test is something that I think a lot of us can have some anxiety about because we think, oh my goodness, it's, am I going to know everything I need to know? But one of my teacher friends, my friend Jane, she told me something a long time ago, and she said, a, a test is for you to show what you know. And I always just thought that was such a great way to reframe that, of saying, it's not of the things I don't know, it's the things I do know. And so I'm wondering if you can, if you can think of this examen practice as a way to say, God, these are the things you know about me. These are the things you know about myself. These are the things that I'm going to open up to you and I'm going to let you have your way in. 
And that's kind of what that first part of Psalm 139 speaks to. You have searched me, Lord. You know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And then the psalmist says at the very end of the psalm in in verse 23, Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This sets us up for the practice of examine is saying, God, I give you access to all of me. I give you permission and I'm going to also partner with you to be aware of where you're at work in my life. I love that very end of that psalm because we don't normally like tests but if if we say truly that we want to keep letting God do his work in our lives we will say God test me God search me God have your way with me and lead me in the everlasting way so as we begin today um, as we pray together collectively first of all we adore God adore means to praise we rejoice we worship we turn our thoughts and our affections to him and make him worthy. Psalm 95 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and all his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for he is God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. In Isaiah, we have this glimpse of heaven. In Isaiah 6, 3, and and one called out to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Deuteronomy 10.12, Now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you but to fear the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, love him, and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Psalm 31.23, Oh, love the Lord, all you his godly ones. The Lord preserves the faithful and fully recompenses the proud doer. And Psalm 116.1, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my supplications. So just take a moment in your heart, um, or if you want to write or draw to tell God how much you love him and you adore him.
Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we worship and praise you. We honor you. We are amazed at who you are. Lord, if we really take time, we, we should be speechless before you because you are so good and so awesome. So Lord, together as we meet in this place and turn our hearts to you, God, we tell you how wonderful and amazing you are. The next part of this prayer is confession. And I have a lot of scripture on here. I'm going to focus on Psalm 51. And I'm going to pray Psalm 51, and so we will pray this. Um, you know, the one way that we can pray is we agree with Scripture and we pray God's Word back to Him. And so that is what I'm going to do, and you can follow along. Oh Lord, create in us a clean heart. Lord, renew right spirits within us. Oh God, have mercy on us, because your love is unfailing. God, because you are great in compassion, Please blot out my transgressions. Wash away our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. Father, we know that, that our sin is always before us, Lord, and we are not capable of being perfect because you are. Lord, it's true that against you, you only do we sin and do evil in your sight. Lord, it's true that, that we start out this way, sinful from the time that we are conceived. Lord, yet you desire faithfulness even in the womb. And Lord, you teach us wisdom in that secret place. So please cleanse us like with hyssop, and we will be clean, wash us, and we will be whiter than snow. Let us hear joy and gladness because you forgive us. Even when our bones feel crushed because of our sin, Lord, help us to rejoice because of you, Jesus, and your forgiveness for us. Lord, hide your face from our sins and blot out all our iniquity. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew steadfast spirits within us. Lord, when we feel far away from you because of our sin, Lord, remind us that you draw us in. Restore to us the joy of our salvation. Grant us a willing spirit, Lord, to sustain us. Help us to draw people back to you. Help us to tell people the wonderful gift of your free gift of salvation, Jesus. Lord, deliver us from the guilt of bloodshed. Lord, help us to turn and sing to you of your righteousness. Open our lips, Lord, that we may declare your praise. Lord, we know that nothing we can do can bring us right with you, Lord. But God, our broken and, and contrite hearts, God, you will never turn away. So, Lord, we thank and praise you for your forgiveness. And at this time, we just sit quietly before you, acknowledging anything that is um, not right with you and us. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Thank you that in the Psalms it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed our, our sin from us. And so, Lord, we thank and praise you for that gift. Amen. As we turn our hearts to thanksgiving, 
We have so much to be thankful for. So we think about even, even if you had some heartache yesterday at Christmas, I know so many of us, we have hurts that are brought up at Christmas time. We have hurts of maybe who's not with us, maybe what's happened within our families. There can be a lot. But we can still turn and praise God. And so in Psalm 136, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And we're going to turn this back in prayer to God. Give thanks to the God of gods, for your love endures forever. We give thanks to you, Lord of lords, because your love endures forever. To you alone, you do great wonders. Your love endures forever. God, by your understanding, you made the heavens. Your love endures forever. You spread out the earth upon the waters. Your love endures forever. You made the great lights. Your love endures forever. You made the sun to govern the day, and your love endures forever, and the moon and stars to govern the night. Your love endures forever. Psalm 56, 10 through 11. God, in, in your word we praise. In you, Lord, whose word we praise, in God we trust. Lord, we will not be afraid, because man can do nothing to us. Oh, Lord, we thank and praise you for that. Psalm 27, you, Lord, are our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? You, Lord, are the stronghold of our lives. Of whom shall we be afraid? Just take a moment and thank the Lord for what he has done for you. Thank him for who he is. Maybe something specific that you want to give to him. Oh, Lord, we thank you so much that you love us and that we are your children. Lord, I'm so grateful as I look around at the faces and lives that are present within our church body. Lord, they are such a gift. Thank you for our families. Lord, they are a gift. Thank you for our communities and our, and our nation. Lord, it is a gift. In this world, Lord, it is a gift. So, Lord, we give thanks to you. And in supplication, that is when we ask the Lord for the people in our lives, the things we are concerned about in our burdens. It says you're turning, it says supplication at the top of this page. It says in Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You know, that's that important thing of we, we come to him with what we need, but we always do it with thankfulness. Ephesians urges us to pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. We should also pray for each other that we may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And, and the Apostle Paul modeled that to us because he was in chains and he declared it fearlessly. And in Psalm 143, David says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. And so, um, as we just sit quietly, lift up the things that you are burdened for, the people that you are concerned for, the needs that God knows you have, and he still wants you to ask.
Oh Lord, you know exactly what we need and you know exactly what we don't need. Lord, you know the things that are weighing on our hearts and minds right now. It could be people, relationships, situations that are just so complicated. It can be fear. It can be the things that are happening in our world that seem so out of control and just completely confusing. Oh God, you know it all. And Lord, we specifically lay out to you the things that, that are just too much for us. And so Lord, symbolically we drop them into your lap. We drop them at your feet and we give them to you. Thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do. Thank you that you are in control. God, that's not just a pithy saying that we say, but Lord, you really are in control. And we trust you and we give to you the things that, that are yours and, and we release them to you and thank you. Amen. As we come to the prayer of examine, as you turn your page, step one is you become aware of God's presence. And this wonderful practice that we can do as a discipline is just being aware of the presence of God. One way of doing this is ask the Holy Spirit to help you review the year with a holy perspective, a perspective of wisdom, grace, and faith. Ask for the grace to tear yourself away from your own patterns of thinking and seeing so that you can see your life more as God sees it. And in, in the bold, it says, how have I noticed God's presence in any of this? So if you take a moment, just jot something down. Step two, review the year with gratitude. This is a holy perspective review the year, paying attention to the good gifts from the year ending. If you can name specifically those that come to your memory, and, and one thing I encourage people when, we, when I'm working with them in the therapeutic relationship is don't filter your thoughts. You know, the things that come up right away, things that are like, you might be like, why am I grateful for that? But pay attention to that. What am I especially grateful? Some examples, an event that took place. How did God give you courage that you can say, thank you, Lord, for that? Where did I notice love and support? Who is in my life right now that maybe surprised me?
So we come to step three. Um, if you have a, if you have your smartphone with you, um, I want you to to Google um, emotions wheel or feelings wheel. Sorry, put in feelings wheel, feelings, and then wheel like round wheel, and click on images, and you will find all kinds of examples of feelings. Oftentimes, I believe we dishonor our feelings and we dismiss them, or we, or we maybe don't want to acknowledge our feelings, and we don't want to tolerate them, so we, we brush them away. And if you can look at that image on your phone, if you've got it, of the feelings wheel with different examples of emotions, our primary emotions, uh, we can thank the movie Inside Out for helping us with understanding this even more, but it starts with joy and then sadness. And then we have anger and disgust and frustration. And we call them the big five or sometimes the big six, and um, surprise can be in that. And then we have, we have a bunch of other emotions that fall in those categories. So joy could be delight. It could be, Chris Nosworth, you're following me. What are some other ones under, if you're looking at, like, under joy? Playful, content, interested, proud, accepted, peaceful, trusting, Yep. Joyful. And we have optimistic, trusting, content, playful. There, there's, there's lots of other feelings. So it's important that we expand our capacity of language for our emotions. And if, if you have children, this can also help your children name their emotions. Like, oh... You were, you were really surprised. Was it a happy surprise or was it a scared surprise? Um, so in this, in this step, pay attention to your emotions. Think over the year again. Notice the emotional reactions that you had. One tool I use in, in therapy oftentimes to help people understand something is that anger is a secondary emotion. Anger always comes second. There's always something that comes, is a, it's like the, the earthquake tremor. You know, you'll have the rumbling and then you'll have the anger. And there's, a, there's an image of an anger iceberg. You can also search with that one on your phone. Um, but it's important that we pay attention to what are the feelings below the surface so that we can be attentive to, God, what is going on with me emotionally? I have written here, what memories speak most loudly to you? What events, conversations, relationships, or activities bring up the emotion, the most emotion right now as you remember them? Ask God to help you linger with these emotions, whether they are pleasant or disturbing. Ask for help in understanding why you feel as you do. What can you learn about yourself or about your situation as you dwell in your emotional responses? And in the highlighted bold, this is a simple thing to pray and ask God. God, I ask for the light to know you and to know myself as you see me. So Lord, where have I felt true joy this year? What troubled me this year? What challenged me this year? 
where and when did I find an opportunity for renewal or reflection or just rest and pause? Steps three and four are connected because you choose one feature of the year and pray for it, pray from it. While you are lingering with your memories and emotions, settle on one feature. Perhaps it is a single event. You know, Meg Nosworthy, I was thinking about you. You ran those two big races this year. And they were really meaningful. And, and I am thinking about like when we have single events that are kind of big ones or maybe they're small ones. Maybe it's a pattern of your own behavior that has come to mind as you reviewed this year. Whatever it is that has emerged, allow it to fuel your prayer. There's a lot of aspects of the year, and sometimes it's hard to filter out which ones I should focus on and which ones I shouldn't. Stay with that one thing that has come to you. And with the most power, and, and pray from those thoughts and emotions. In light of my review, what is my response to, to the God of my life? And the next question with it is, as I look ahead to the coming months, what comes to mind? With what spirit do I want to enter the next few months, the next year? In step five, now we look forward. The new year is barking on our heels right now. It is December 26th. Imagine the challenges and blessings that might await you in the coming year. It will be both, challenge and blessing. It's not if, it's when. Think of important relationships, major and, and minor, and maybe decisions to be made in those relationships. skills to learn? What habits do you want to build? Is there healing that you are seeking? Is there something that you want to accomplish in your work, maybe in your home, in your vocation? Make a simple list of highlights. Matters that you expect to take prominence in your life in the new year. Bring them to God now. Ask for the graces you will need.
As you turn the page and we come to concluding the examine part, know that you can obviously take this home and, and keep sitting with it. Um, but if you, if you can put your paper aside for a moment and open your hands up, if you're comfortable. If this feels weird, don't do it. I'm sorry. But if you're willing to, um, just pray silently with me. I ask you, God, for your presence and grace for this spirit as I enter the next year. God, I surrender the following hopes to you. Lord, maybe as I sat with this exercise, there were some, some future worries that, that caught up with me. Lord, you tell us in your word not to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worry in itself. And so, Lord, please forgive us when we do that. God, you know us. We are human, and, and that's so easy for us to do is to borrow worry and trouble. So, Lord, I, I surrender, and I open my hands up in, in a posture of giving it to you, opening up and saying, God, take it from my hands, whatever that worry or concern is. And then close your hands as a symbol of not taking it back because it's God's. God, thank you for love that you give because you are the author of love. Thank you for life and how holy and precious it is because it comes from you. And thank you for the holy possibilities that are in front of us this year. Oh God, as we continue to, to have challenges from COVID, from, from fear that seems to be broadcasted everywhere around us, Lord, we turn our faces to you in faith. We turn our faces to you in trust. God, we ask for boldness and courage and to live as people with the reality of, of your coming and your future coming and that you have conquered sin, death, and the devil. And we praise you for that and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. As we conclude the exam and service, um, one thing that was very clear was that the early um, followers of Christ as they would um, they would worship together they would have communion and then they would have a meal together and so if you're comfortable there's donuts and bagels and might be might be some cookies that cookies and fruit down there um, but come and have a snack but we are gonna um, have communion together and I asked my my brother in Christ Andrew to help with um, the table today